Welcome to the Davenport Pulse, a podcast aimed at connecting citizens to their local government. Together, we will explore important issues impacting our neighborhoods and community through conversations with residents, city staff, and elected officials. Davenport is an urban pulse at the heart of the Quad Cities, rich in history and character, where folks with the Midwest mentality plant personal and professional roots. Come explore with us the people, places, and programs that make Davenport home. and welcome back to the Davenport Pulse. Today joining us we have one of our own GNP leaders of the Lakehurst neighborhood, Sharon. Welcome. Welcome, Sharon. (laughs) Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure being here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself before we dive into some questions? Yeah, sure. Um, So I've lived in... um, the Quad Cities, I would say about 10 years, but on and off. Like I, you know, spent five years here, then we moved away and then we came back. And so um, all in all, about 10 years. Um, by daytime, I run a company called uh, McFarland Marketing. And so I do marketing. I build websites. I uh, do email marketing, branding and, and stuff like that. Fun. And um, on the side, I also um, am an actress. So I just finished <gasps> up a play, That's which awesome. is really fun. Um, called uh, uh, Black Nativity, which was over at the um, the uh, play playhouse. I I heard about that, and I actually promoted that in Sorry, the yeah, yeah in the GMP email. So, oh, nice! Yes, yes, I got yes. sent out to all of our Good Neighbor Project leaders. Yes. Hopefully some of them went to that. Yes, I hope. I hope they did. I hope they got to see it. It was really a wonderful experience to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other things that I do, I run um, a few uh, women's, um, Christian women's uh, uh, support groups and so forth. And it's just, you know, just the other side of the, the part of me that I am most passionate about, which is my faith. So yeah. That's great. So you're busy. Very busy. <laughs> So, Sharon, can you tell us what your relationship with your neighbors is like? Um, Well, for us, we run um, our group mostly virtual, I would think, or Mm -hmm. probably all virtual for the most part. So um, I'll send out the updates that we get. We um, have an opportunity to really um, share all of that content. And the, the folks that are in our group are pretty uh, appreciative of that because it gives them an opportunity to be more involved in their community rather than hearing something on the news and maybe mm-hmm. not being aware of it. And um, they're able to uh, see events that are coming up. And I think that's probably one of the most entertaining things that they enjoy about getting the, the updates is, Definitely. hey, I could take my kid and do this event or I could go down here and watch this show or, you know, what have you. And they're enjoying that. Is it, what medium do you use? Do you use Facebook? Um, So we we do it strictly email. So I'll get, whenever I receive any of the updates, I'll send them and um, I'll just forward that. And sometimes if there's something in there that I saw that might be relevant for our group in particular, Mm -hmm. I'll just, you know, highlight that. Say, hey, don't forget this. Or, you know, or um, if there's a, maybe there's an open position or something like that. Hey, there's a job, you know, that the city's looking for this. Maybe someone who might either know someone or know someone who knows someone might be interested in that position. Yeah. So I I, um, try to curtail it to our group when we get the notices. Can you talk about how you became a virtual group? Like, how did you and your neighborhood decide that was the best route for you for your Good Neighbor Project? Um, It wasn't, um, I don't think it was really... that we chose it, it was, it happened during lockdown. Okay. So mm-hmm. really it just, 
that was the best medium mm -hmm. to communicate and so forth. So I think it happened uh, quite organic organically. But once we did that, you know, um, it gave me an opportunity to also get to know some more people in our neighborhood, which I didn't know before. Mm -hmm. um, even some that have already moved away, but you know, kind of opened up a, a wider opportunity to meet other people outside of just you know, right on our on our street where we are right now. I think that's crazy. Like you might be one of the few people that can say lockdown helped me meet more people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. I think you're right. I mean, really, yeah, though, but this, no, it's right. phenomenal. You you're guys right. could do that. You're right. But you know what? The other day I was, um, someone was talking about how the lockdown, because there's so, you could, you could have a list, you know, your arm long about all the negatives about lockdown, but truly there are some positives and you know, I'm, I like to think I'm like a half glass, half full kind of gal. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've heard people have, you know, learned new talents. They've, you know, read certain books that they've wanted to read. Mm -hmm. They've done different things that they've wanted to accomplish. They got new bodies, which I need right now. So I think that's <laughs> great. Right. So I think you can, you know, there is, there are some positive things that have come out out of just being locked down. Absolutely. One yeah. of the things that Sergeant Harris talks about in our Good Neighbor Project presentation is the nine house model. Okay. So knowing the three people across the street from you, yes. the three people behind you, mm -hmm. and then a neighbor on either side. Oh, I love Would that. Would you say that you follow the nine house model? <sighs> Okay, so I would not say our group <laughs> matches <laughs> that that nine neighbor uh, model because because we ended up being a virtual group, we ended sure. up kind of connecting friends of friends. Okay, so it's like one person, hey, you know, hey, we're going to be able to get information from the police and hear things about, hey, maybe so and so from over there, and who I don't know, that's yeah. over the other side, you know, yeah. might want to know about the the uh, the group, and so they joined us, and because it was on email, it was you know didn't take very much to be able mm -hmm. to add them to the list. And so that's how sure. we came about. Uh, whether I do, however, have met the neighbors, like if you did that circle thing, I, I, I have met them. But I have to say, um, one of the great things about the Good Neighbor Project is that it really does uh, force you to start thinking about your neighbors, in a, mm -hmm. I think, in a new way. And it allows you to um, be mindful that, you know, those relationships are important. And so I think it gives you that ability to do that. Mm -hmm. And one of the other thing I would think why it has been so successful, you know, especially because we are a virtual group, is also that, um, you know, you're, you have the ability to start up conversations and know more about people because of the lockdown, because you didn't have yeah. as much to do. So <laughs> You right. were kind of, hey, what are you doing? You know, why, where, how, when did you move here? And you kind of have conversations with people that you wouldn't have normally maybe have made the time to do that mm -hmm. yeah. otherwise. How did you hear about the Good Neighbor Project then? Um, so we um, we had heard about that um, it was started. I, I can't remember who was that that shared that. It may have been an announcement. And um, I just called up and just wanted to know more about it. Okay. And then can you let our listeners know, since you don't meet in person and very often, when somebody new moves into town, how do you connect with them to let them know that you guys have this going on? You know, um, so sometimes it ha happens um, by chance. For instance, we had a, a neighbor move into um, into our community, and I do a lot of walking. And so when I would walk by, hey, how you doing? You know, hey, yep. welcome to the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, uh, they heard about um, a, 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 another neighbor that they met 
told them that I was the one that was running this good neighbor thing. And they asked me about it. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll add you to the list. And that's how it kind of came about. So sometimes just pretty much organically or if a neighbor knows someone that they want to invite to join. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many people do you know? How many people you're up to in your good neighbor project group? Um, so the last time I checked, I think we were at probably about 12 that's great. That's pretty yeah, good. Probably mm-hmm. about 12. 12 engaged households. Yeah. And, really and, good. and then two families moved away. So we're probably down to, yeah, about 10 now or something like that. Absolutely so you talked agree. about the benefits of knowing your neighbors a little bit. Can we dive a little further into some of the benefits of knowing the people that live on your street? Yeah, like um, I'll give you one example. Um, when, when, when we first, when we were here the first time, we, um, you know, lived lived here. Uh, we, two of the people that I ended up that end up being my closest friends, you know, over so many years, you know, it's interesting to kind of meet two of the closest people that you have relationships with here. But that's how I met them. And what was interesting about that was when I was leaving, um, I there was a um, a friend that I knew that came to say goodbye, you know, hey, you're moving away, just wanted to say goodbye. One of the things she said to me was, oh, you know why we didn't spend as much time together because I knew eventually you were thinking about moving. And so we didn't, you know, that's probably we didn't spend as much time. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that came to my mind was what a loss, you right. know, regardless of whether or not her and I connected in that way, that despite the fact that I still moved away and now I'm back, right? So Mm -hmm. the irony there. And the second thing is two of the closest friends that I have are people that I met here. So I just think you just never want to discount an opportunity or close yourself to possibilities that might be out there. You you never know what, and I'm a person of faith, you know, what God's going to bring into your life and the impact they're going to make. You think you have a limit on what God can do, but in my mind, you know, you you can't set that limit. So you just never know. The person who you might not want to invest might be the person who can save your life one day or do something else for your family or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so that was an unfortunate thing. But I would say that um, in terms of um, uh, the value that the Good Neighbor Project brings to our group is just it gives us a sense of community at a time when it's not easy to necessarily always find that. It expands our horizon Mm -hmm. to meeting new people when we don't always have the opportunity to do that. And I think it gives us opportunity to share something in common. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a a little bit about your favorite memory that has happened due to your Good Neighbor Project creation that you have? Yeah, so my favorite memory was um, I had set up with uh, Officer Harris a community um, meeting, uh, a discussion to be had with the uh, young kids that are new drivers in oh. the community. And so we, um, I arranged that. And so several families, actually, that's probably the largest event we had. We probably had about maybe 20 or more people that attended that. But um, so we wanted the police to talk about what it, what the kids can, can um, expect when they're stopped by the police and what 
you know, how that should go down. You know, mm-hmm. what are the, what are the things that are okay? What are the things that are not? And um, so uh, Officer Harris and Sikorsky came and they talked to the group and they answered also some really challenging questions mm-hmm. uh, that the group had, both the kids and the parents. And uh, I think um, it was such a blessing to really everyone that attended. I thought that was super informative and um, made us feel that the kids were more empowered when they're going to be driving and so forth. Sure. Yeah, I would have actually probably liked something like that when I was younger because you don't know what to expect when you get pulled over and then you're scared. Right. Absolutely. And it's hard to absolutely you fumble through papers and you're like, it doesn't have to be such a negative experience, but when yeah. you don't know what to expect and right. you're 16 years old, right, right, you grow up knowing, you know, if you get pulled over, it's because you did something wrong. Right, right. And, and um, you know, for some kids, they are, they're so scared that their affect might cause more of a, a mm-hmm. misunderstanding mm-hmm. because, you know, um, they might be fearing their lives. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that is a really, really serious and powerful thing that we need to make sure that we're educating them on even, you know, uh, with the simplest of, of uh, incidences, like being stopped by the police, like what that needs to look like and how they can feel more empowered and less scared in order mm-hmm. to have that encounter. That's another perk that comes from the Good Neighbor Project is that open line of communication between mm-hmm. your neighborhood group, the police department, mm-hmm. and then city staff. So yeah. if you want to have Chief Sikorsky and Sergeant Harris out to a, a right. neighborhood meeting, right. I mean, they love to do that. Yes, yes. They they really, really do. And as a matter of fact, the last, after we had that one, we said, yeah, we're going to plan another one. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, so we're going to do maybe the new year. But I really believe that... Um, other communities, certainly other Good Neighbor Project groups uh, could benefit from having an event like that. And I actually even, you know, I know we're sort of focused on Davenport, but I think even the Quad City as a whole Mm -hmm. could really benefit from having Mm -hmm. other types of events like that, because everyone that attended that event felt that it was very well, well worthwhile. And more importantly, it shows the commitment from the top, you know, having, um, you know, the the chief of police there and having... um, you know, uh, uh, just, you know, the police presence, you know, having those discussions with our kids. So it was really good. So Sharon, do you host block parties in your neighborhood? So, so the, the short answer is no, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I do like to, if, if anyone who knows me knows that I like to do uh, a lot of events. So at one point I was super, super excited about planning this and I never did it. But oh, I, d- no. I would love to do it. Now, picture this. Um, I wanted to plan a neighborhood minute to win it. Remember when oh. everybody w- remember when everyone was kind of sequestered, you could see your neighbor. I'm like, okay, well, how could everyone still be like as a family, mm-hmm. not necessarily have to, you know, like, you know, be close to each other, you know, the other neighbors, but we do a a block party of some sort where every household has a bunch of chores. So like we could give them a table with straw, you know what I mean? Like all the things. And we got a timer in the middle of the road Mm -hmm. and then we do it and we time each other. I thought that would be so cool. That sounds amazing. I never did it. (laughs) 
You still could though. I know. Like, maybe not. Do yes, it and in then, the winter. Yeah. <laughs> Do it and invite Jerry and I to yes. we'll play. Come play. Yes. <laughs> I thought it would be such a great idea. I mean, that show ran. Um, I know it was a few years ago, but that would be so cool. You know, the the father, the kids, yes. the, 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 mm-hmm. the wife. You know, just doing everything, and whoever wins, maybe get they get bragging rights or something, yeah. or yep. you know, we put a basket together. I don't know, but I thought it would be so much fun to do. That sounds like a blast. I loved that show. Yeah, I mean, me too. I would always sit and watch it and think, yeah, I can do that. I can that. do that. Easy. Right. Uh-huh. I can do that. <laughs> okay, so you have talked a lot about how you are involved in the community. Mm. Why don't you let our listeners know some of the ways that you are involved in what you do? Um, so, as I had mentioned before, so my company, McFarlane Marketing, um, I have a website. So if they go to McFarlaneMarketing.com, which is uh, M-C-F-A-R-L-A-N-E as in Edward, um, marketing.com, then they can um, see my work there. So that's what I do um, by daytime. And then, um, as I mentioned, um, actually, I'm in a play that's coming up. I, we have Ooh, our yeah, rehearsal. We have, oh, our, we have our rehearsal. Our first um, our first reading tonight it's the odd couple still at the Playcrafters okay. uh theater and it's gonna run in i believe it's february the ending of february so nice plug for that that's just awesome that's that's kind of cool yeah um but um i run um three different um christian women's group and so we have one group where we pray every wednesday morning and so I'm so proud of this because we've been doing that for a year and a half. And so we have missed one Wednesday. As a matter of fact, we wow. did it this morning. So, yeah. So oh, that's, um, this, that's been that's been a blessing. And then the second group um, started uh, because I have moved around a little bit. Uh, several of my friends that I've met, um, you know, we decided to kind of meet and just have a, you know, Christian women's thing. And so we mm-hmm. meet and we talk and we do that. And but um, last two years ago. I guess it's about two years ago when all of the racial um, upheaval started to happen when there was, you know, the whole uh, George Floyd uh, killing and um, some of those issues that, you know, really just came to the forefront. A lot of the women in the group had very heavy hearts and they were really lamenting and mourning about all that was going on across the country. And so... I thought it would be really um, a really powerful thing to uh, what Christian call um, bring a oneness into our community and not allow divisiveness to separate us. And so I started a group called Sisters in Christ, and it brings together white women and black women and really all women, um, you know, across the spectrum, regardless of race, to talk about the difficult thing that society deals with in a way that we um, take back our power as Mm -hmm. Christian women. And we're able to ask the questions that you might not want to ask because you're trying to be polite. And, you know, we, we don't do those. We speak the truth and love with each other, but, and we don't always necessarily agree, but we have these discussions so that we don't have to be fearful and we uh, are able to deal with racial reconciliation in a really healthy and powerful way. So we have, um, we have a a website, um, uh, sister, I'll give you the, 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 the URL for the website in just a minute, but we do have a website. And so when folks want to, if anyone wants to join us and, and help us in that effort, it would be great to, um, you know, encourage folks to give me a call. And then um, another thing that I, um, that I, I participate uh, in, in the community is the, um, 
the uh, uh, peace group that uh, Davenport, Davenport Peace, the Davenport Peace Group. Yeah, so we meet uh, on the fourth Thursday of every month, except mm-hmm. last month we we kind of changed it up because of Christmas for obvious reasons. But um, that's a powerful group as well. It's run by uh, Pastor Eccles and um, both uh, past uh, sorry both Officer Harris and um, Chief uh, Sikorsky uh, are members of that group. And we meet as a way of trying to uh, pray for the city of Davenport, uh, to encourage the youth um, so that they can, you know, uh, make uh, better choices and and just have a a healthier uh, opportunities brought, you know, so that they can have a healthier life, have better opportunities brought to them Mm -hmm. and just to support them overall. And um, that has been, I think, a blessing also for the city of Davenport because we're praying every time we get there, we pray for the city. Most definitely. And that's been, yeah, definitely a blessing. And all are welcome. Yes, anybody every, can attend. Every, as a matter of fact, it's not just folks from Davenport that are right. there. Right? Yep. We got folks from over the, you know, across the Moline, river. Across yep. the river. Yeah, absolutely. So, and we encourage that. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. You're we busy. have had. Oh, sorry. She's just super busy. You are <laughs> busy. busy. You're a busy gal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah, super busy. Very busy. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, Sharon, thank you for stopping by today. We've enjoyed learning more about your neighborhood and you you and what keeps you busy during the days and weeks. And And I appreciate what you guys are doing, too. You know, just want to encourage you guys that um, what you do matter and the people that you're reaching. um, You're providing such a healthy service during a time where they need it more than ever. And so I just want to encourage you guys to continue to do what you're doing and just, you know, continue to shed a light on people that are doing good work. You know, they're being Exactly. And that's what we're all here for, right? To be good neighbors to each other. Exactly. Yeah. So I support that and I encourage you. you. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, this was so much fun. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. Thank you.